In this time of uncertainty, as the Western Church is forced into home churches, Open Doors is standing with you. We're releasing a mini podcast series to help you and your church follow Jesus and strengthen your faith. We are one body, one church, one family, and we're stronger together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of House Church by Open Doors. It's Mike Gore here in our socially respectful studio with my co-host, Josh Scotto. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. For those of you who signed up to our weekly house church by Open Doors resources, please let us know how you're finding them. I love seeing pictures on Instagram, Facebook of people and families using our resources. So please upload any of your photos with the hashtag house church by Open Doors. We'll check them out, like them, comment on them because it is so fantastic seeing families come together, teach the gospel and really push into faith and life in our own homes. This Sunday for House Church by Open Doors, we're going to be looking at the idea of obedience. And so I thought, what better thing to look at today than, I guess, explore some of the lessons, some of the things I've learned over my 10 years working with the persecuted church that specifically relate to obedience. Because if I'm honest, when I think about it, well, I'm I'm generally happy to obey God when the things he asked me to do are kind of safe, comfortable, and guaranteed to work. But in those moments where it's a little bit dubious, I either try and put my head in the sand, ignore it, or move on to the next thing. And so obedience, it is so foundational to a courageous Christian life. I mean, I've seen it uh, echoed all over the world in various countries and people in, in situations and circumstances where obedience can quite literally cost someone their life. But they've told me that in those moments, anything, the only thing that matters is being courageously obedient to God. And so today, I thought we could explore some of that. Mike, before we get into some of that, I thought we might just touch quickly on um, some of the hardships that coronavirus is causing in the persecuted church. I mean, we all have our own experience now of what it's like to live um, during a, a time of pandemic. And we're just trying to adjust to find our new normal, our new way of doing things, adjusting to the new reality. Um, but for the persecuted church, these difficulties are twofold. And we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode, but I thought maybe we could talk about it a little bit more again. Um, the persecuted church have added pressure of being persecuted for their faith in Jesus in the middle of this global pandemic, um, living in a coronavirus riddled society um, in the middle of poverty and also in the middle of persecution. And so There is kind of so much coming up against the persecuted church at the moment. Christians in some of the countries that we work in, Mike, they're often the last to receive medical relief um, or emergency support because of their faith in Jesus. And this is why for over 60 years, we've been helping people follow Jesus all over the world, no matter the cost, um, by providing things like emergency relief that always comes through the local church. Um, It's always a method of, um, the method of delivery is always through Christians and local people on the ground. as a way of the gospel being able to remain and go out in some of the most difficult places to follow Jesus. But we also do uh, discipleship and community development as well. And we're doing those things more than ever now as well. Uh, We've been hearing reports of just how hard it is to be a Christian at the moment um, and the way that that's been heightened during the coronavirus crisis. And Iran has been one of the worst hit countries. We heard a lot about it um, probably about a month ago with some of the highest coronavirus deaths in the world and the officials have temporarily released 70,000 people from prison but only six of them are Christian and the reason for that Mike is that in Iran if you gather with other Christians or are caught sharing the gospel you're considered a threat to national security and are imprisoned for five or more years which isn't that so crazy in, in a time where 
the gospel has been driven into our homes because we just can't meet at church for health reasons. Christians in Iran are considered a national threat to the to the security of their country if they meet together. So right now, the authorities are only releasing prisoners with a sentence less than five years because they appear to be less dangerous to society. Um, and they're also not being allowed access to any of the kind of sanitation health things that we are all trying to get our hands on here, like face masks, gloves, disinfectant. Um, so where it is already super difficult to be a Christian, it's becoming even more so difficult and dangerous because of coronavirus. Exactly right, Josh. But it's amazing the stories we've been hearing of believers choosing to be obedient to God during this time. I read this beautiful story of a woman named Naomi from Indonesia. She used to be Muslim, and when she became a Christian, it was very hard for her to find work. I mean, people don't hire Muslims who have converted to Christianity in Indonesia. Bart opened doors, ran a job training program, and Naomi learned how to sew. Now she's using that skill to sew face masks for people in her community as everyone has been running out of these kinds of supplies the world over. She's actually becoming a huge blessing to the community that previously shunned her for her faith. What's, what's beautiful, I think, is that this is a message that she wanted to share with us today. She said, please don't lose hope despite the current situation. Although you must stay at home, when you're given a talent and skill, make something out of it to be a blessing to your surroundings. I wonder, Joss. What is God asking us to do in our current situation? What is he asking us to be obedient to, be obedient with? Is there a neighbor you could be praying for, someone you can drop food off? Or like Naomi, what are the skills and talents God has given you and how does he want you to use them right now? Mike, I love that story and I love that I feel like sewing face masks has become you know, quite a big thing worldwide. I know one of the girls in our team, Emily in Queensland, has been sewing face masks for the hospitals in Queensland. And and in her beautiful just personality, she also sewed scrunchies for the nurses to wear as well so they can look cute while they're at work, working so hard in such stressful situations. And I just love that regardless of where you are in the world at the moment, whether you're in the West, whether you're in Indonesia, that we can be doing things to be serving one another in just ways that we never thought imaginable before. So I feel like there's such a, a huge opportunity. But it also reminds me of the way that the church in China is having a massive impact on their community now as well. Uh, we know China was the original epicenter for the coronavirus outbreak and the people there have been in lockdown for weeks and weeks and life has not been easy but Christians have been reaching out and blessing their community so much that the government is now afraid that when this is all over, people will start to turn to the church for help and not to the government. They've been using their talents and skills to create online Christian meetings, which are absolutely flourishing. And uh, now in some states, the authorities are trying to stop them from live streaming and from reaching out and praying for the people in their community who are hurting or frightened or in need of prayer right now. A report that our field team sent through said, Christians have demonstrated outstanding courage and generosity over the past three months. And this, combined with a growing online presence, could present authorities with an even greater challenge after the epidemic dies down if Christians are seen as the ones to turn to in times of trouble. That is a title the Chinese government is not prepared to bestow upon the church. I just think that is such an incredible opportunity. So let's pray for the church in China and for the church around the world that we will continue to be obedient and bold in doing what God has uh, anointed us and anointed the people in China to be doing during this time. This kind of radical obedience is changing communities and it's impacting governments. And to hear even kind of the Chinese government shaking in their boots a little bit from the Christian community, there's something really powerful in that. It actually makes me think about a portion of scripture found in the book of Esther. 
I thought we could just share that with you guys today. Um, And I hope it encourages us to be bold in stepping out in obedience right now. In chapter four, we see Esther and her uncle Mordecai. And Mordecai discovers that there's been a plan put in place to wipe out the Jewish people. So her uncle Mordecai gets word to Esther and tells her that she has to go to the king and make him change his mind. But Esther knows that anyone who enters the king's presence without being asked will be executed. So she would have to risk her life to step out in obedience to where she felt she was being called to. But Mordecai said to her in chapter 4, verses 13 to 15, Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther ends up summoning the courage to confront the king and through a series of events saves the Jewish people. But it makes me think, Mike, what if we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Our lives are no accident. We're not here just by random. There is in fact a purpose and a plan for us right now. We are alive in this time during the time of the coronavirus for a reason. We were born for 2020. And it's important to spend time in this isolation that we have now found ourselves in with God, asking Him, what is He calling us to do? And then being obedient to that. You're so right, Joss. In India, there was a group of Christians who have been doing exactly that and reaching out to their persecutors, loving their community who had previously persecuted them. And just like Esther, they risked their lives to do so. But they told us, well, this is the opportunity Christians have to be salt and light. So I guess the question begs for us, what are the skills and talents that God has given us? And more than that, how does he want us to step out in obedience in 2020 and use them? Well, that's all we have time for today. I hope it's encouraged you. Why not spend some time this week thinking about the talents God has given you and more than that, how you might use them in 2020. Innovative, creative ways to share the gospel with those around you. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode of House Church by Open Doors, and we'll catch you next week.